This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, one of the important parts of the development of vaccines to protect us from COVID-19 has been the development of mRNA technology that uh, helps our cells understand how to fight against the impact of the virus. A pleasure to have with us Dr. Drew Weissman, who's professor of uh, vaccine research at the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine. Dr. Weissman, thanks for a few moments today. Yeah, of course. So I, I guess let's start with the backstory on this, because this is something that had, had been in the works for quite a long time uh, with you and your uh, cohort, uh, Cataline Carrico, correct? Yep. Now we've been working on this for 25 years. And so in terms of, of the technology itself, take us into how this actually is, is able to, to work and to speed up the process of vaccine development. Sure. So what, what mRNA is, it, it's the middleman between DNA and making proteins. And what Katie and I developed was a way to make RNA non-inflammatory. So that means it makes much more protein without causing inflammation. For a vaccine, we started developing this about 15 years ago, um, where we found that we could deliver antigens. So an antigen is a part of the virus or bacteria or pathogen that the body makes an immune response against. We could put that into a platform and this platform uses a lipid nanoparticle to deliver it that would make very potent antibody and cell-mediated immune responses. And so how then, as the coronavirus started to, uh, to impact uh, the globe, how was it that the connection between the mRNA technology and the development of vaccines to try and, uh, and deal with this was, was actually able to come about? But a couple reasons. The, the first is we had previously shown that RNA uh, was an incredibly potent vaccine. We first published this for Zika, and we showed that we could give macaques a single immunization with mRNA encoding Zika antigens and protect the macaques from a challenge with Zika. So a single vaccine immunization could do this. In addition, RNA vaccines can be made very quickly. When the, when the sequence was released in uh, January of 2020, we only needed that sequence to make the vaccine. That allowed Moderna and BioNTech, who were the two leaders in RNA technology, to have vaccine in people in under three months. So that was incredibly fast. You combine that with how potent it is, and it makes a great vaccine. That, I think, is the part of the story which I think still uh, it, it kind of engages the mind of a lot of people around the globe, is the fact that, that it was an incredibly quick process. If you can, put it in perspective as to the length of time it has been taking in the past to develop these vaccines to where we've gone with the abilities through mRNA? Sure. So previous vaccines typically took three, five more years to make. 
But I think what people have to realize is that we were in an emergent situation. So it, it wasn't all just RNA. It was the technology was ready to go. The governments, the pharmaceutical companies all understood there was a, a, a big rush. So they, they did everything quickly. The development, the clinical trials, the approval, all of that was done very quickly. Now, what people have to realize is that no corners were cut. The clinical trials had 40,000 plus people in them. They showed good efficacy. They showed safety. So that allowed the vaccine to be made and approved very quickly. So where then is mRNA technology going to take us in terms of of fighting and dealing with with a wide range of viruses and disease. It seems like that there is a a much broader application that continues to develop out there. Yeah, you know, so we actually had five phase one clinical trials that were started before COVID hit our way to making vaccines for a variety of influenza, universal influenza, and uh, genital herpes. Moderna had clinical trials for a few other diseases. So RNA was already being developed and put into people before COVID ever hit. Now, with the approval of, of two COVID mRNA vaccines, these vaccines are going to be made much more quickly. And many other vaccines, many other vaccines for pathogens are being developed. So there's just enormous potential for RNA, for viral, bacterial, parasitic. Uh, we have malaria vaccines, TB, a variety of vaccines being developed right now. So seemingly then we could be looking at a period over the same next you know, 10, 15, 20 years where we could see significant advancement to deal with a lot of these diseases and, and viruses because of the role that mRNA is playing. Yeah, the, that's my, my dream. Um, and I think what people have to realize is that RNA is now being used for diseases where previous vaccines failed, where they didn't work. And RNA, we hope, will show better ability to make these vaccines against very difficult diseases like HIV and influenza and many others. If memory serves me, I saw an article the other day where uh, one of your colleagues at University of Pennsylvania is actually looking at it uh, in terms of cancers as well. Yeah, no, so we and, and others are making RNA cancer vaccines that we hope will work better than previous vaccines. On a personal note, what has this meant to you to see the success, uh, especially in and around COVID, uh, in terms of you know the numbers of vaccine doses that have been able to be created and the impact that has obviously had on so many lives uh, in the last couple of years? Yeah, so when Katie and I started this 25 years ago, we knew that RNA had enormous potential. We never imagined that it would be used in 3 billion doses, 4 billion doses so far uh, for a, a worldwide pandemic that has stopped the world's function. 
So the, you know, th this was just unbelievable that, that RNA could do something like this. How has the focus, obviously, at the beginning uh, of the pandemic was on the first strain or the first run of the, uh, of the virus. But as we've gone on with various other variants, uh, it seems like that while there are differences, that the vaccines that are put in play are able to still deal with the coronavirus and the different variants. So that mRNA technology is also helping even with these different variants as well. Yes, yeah, so it, it's a little complicated. The RNA vaccine makes very broad responses. So what that means is that it works against many different variants. There may be a day where the variants and the vaccines are too different. When that happens, we, Moderna, BioNTech, Pfizer, and other companies have been able to make vaccines very rapidly. So it's predicted that a vaccine can be made for a new variant in two to three months. That means from the time the variant is identified to the time the vaccine is in somebody's arm can be three months. So that's incredibly fast for making a new vaccine against a variant virus. Well, congratulations, Dr. Weissman, on the work that you and your colleagues have done. Uh, thank you for giving us a few moments and all the best to you, sir. Dr. Drew Weissman, who is a professor of vaccine research at the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.